Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. So today we're going to take some time and we want to outline the vision that God has given us as Anchor Faith Church. Today I want to talk to you about executing a vision. Executing a vision. Every vision needs a plan. A vision without a plan is really, it ends up just a dream. Uh, If you don't have a way to execute it, if you don't have a way to put it into practice, if you don't have steps that you're going to take, and God is a very much a faith-driven and a vision-driven God. He gives you a glimpse of something. He shows you the end of something. He shows you the completion of something, the fulfillment of something. But if you'll pay attention in his word, he also outlines very intricate details and very uh, uh, ordered steps to accomplishing and fulfilling a vision. We can show you a few verses here in Habakkuk chapter 2. We've looked at this uh, verse almost every week that we have been in this. Uh, In Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2, Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets. Why? Not just to have it drawn up somewhere, not just to put something on the wall or, 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 or dress something up, but it says so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is meant to be carried out. The vision is meant to be executed. The vision is meant to be put into practice. It cannot fulfill its accomplished order. It cannot fulfill its design unless you are giving clear steps and following the direction that the Lord has for you in executing this vision so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Verse 3 says the vision is for a future time. But so if it's for a future time, then there must be steps to acquiring this vision. He goes on to say it describes the end and it will be fulfilled if it seems slow in coming Wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Vision needs a plan. Vision needs steps. Here's the thing is this wait patiently is not a passive wait patiently. This wait patiently is not just sit around with your with your uh, uh, attention to the sky and your arms out waiting to receive something. This vision uh, uh, is, is not just something that's just going to come with you waiting in a closet, praying 24-7. Come on. God will give you clear steps. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, we love this verse. But verse 11 says, for I know the plans. Everyone say plans. I know the plans I have for you. You know, God is a planner. God is a planner. And so you, by nature, are a planner. And if he had plans for you, then you ought to be discovering what those plans are so that you can fulfill the vision. A lot of times we think of the idea of vision, purpose, destiny um, as this kind of abstract thing that can't really you, you can't really grab a hold of or, or really put your, 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 your finger on. But God is saying, no, I've orchestrated this thing. There are details. There's people I want to bring along your path. There are things that I want you to do at the right time and in the right season, right? God is very orchestrated. God is very detailed 
even in the intricate details of executing a vision and seeing it come to pass. He says that the plans are for your good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. The plan brings to pass the future and a hope that the Lord has for you. And what happens many times is we get we, we, we get caught up with vision. We believe the vision. We claim the vision. We speak the vision. But then we start getting moved by the plan, the step. The greatest example I can give you is one we've gone to numerous times, even within this series. We've already brought it out in Numbers chapter 13. They were fine with the vision as slaves. They were fine with the vision as they were crossing the Red Sea, fine with the vision as they were seeing the miraculous hand of God. But then when they went into the wilderness and saw the plan that needed to be put into place to orchestrate it and see the vision come to pass, that's when they started getting moved. We're all good with as long as we think God is bringing something to pass. But I want you to know today that your plan is what is assisting God in bringing your vision to pass. You are co-laborers. We're not spectators. We're not bystanders. We're not sitting on the sidelines of this thing. You will participate in seeing the vision come to pass. You didn't come up with the vision. It was a God-given vision. It came to you divinely. It came to you righteously. But now we need to know what are those specific steps and the specific plans that God has. Let me give you one more verse in Psalms chapter 37. Psalms 37 and verse 23 says this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. There's steps to this thing. The uh, one translation, I think it's the new King James that says, it's the steps of a righteous man that are ordered of the Lord. When you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he begins to order your steps to see a plan come to pass. And if we're failing to take the step, then we cannot be surprised when we are failing to see the vision come to pass. If we're not righteously and obediently following the steps that the Lord has given us, and look, the steps that he's given you, we already saw, it may seem delayed. It may seem like it's taking a long time. So part of the obedience in the step-taking is not taking a step until he speaks and directs you. On the flip side of that, you've got to be obedient and take the step even if you don't feel ready. And many times this is the, the, the confusion we end up with is we feel ready to take a step and he's saying, pause, hold a moment. Or we feel like, why haven't we taken a step yet? And he's like, I need you to go now. I need you to move now. I'm not ready. And you're wanting to delay. And so we need to move on his timing, in his spirit, with his direction. Amen? The, the, van, the, the, the vision needs a plan. The vision needs to be orchestrated. The vision needs to be executed. And I hope that even in today, in showing you the vision that God has given us and the steps that he has shown us, to see the vision come to pass. For some of you, this may be new information. Uh, that's why we've asked all of our vision partners to be here today is because that's exactly what you're doing. You are partnering with a vision. But to partner with that vision means to take the steps that are required to see that vision come to pass. And these steps that we give you are the 
plan that we lay out for you today is not a man-made system. It's got a lot of our energy and our effort and our work to break it down in what does this look like at Anchor Faith Church? Because this is the thing, where we end up getting off a lot of times is we start comparing our vision to somebody else's plan or we look at somebody else's plan to execute our vision. And, you know, I've been to numerous leadership conferences and church conferences and church growth conferences, and there's all kinds of great strategies. There's all kinds of great plans. There are all kinds of great things that people have done and put into place, and they were successful there. But I cannot walk away from that conference or walk away from that environment, walk away from what God has told them to do as an automatic, if we do that, we will see things happen. And even along this line, that sometimes you may use someone else's plan in your own life. It may even be successful in reaping the results that it reaped for them, but it wasn't in obedience to what God called you to do. At the end of the day, the only thing that you can look at as a measure of success is your obedience to the steps that God has given you. It's the steps of the righteous man, the one in right standing, the one that places a value and a priority on what is the Lord saying? And am I obediently, efficiently, and adequately applying myself to the plan that he showed me? Whether or not it seems out of, out of season, whether or not it seems like it's taking a long time, whether or not I feel ready or not, whether or not it didn't work for them or this is what worked for them. It doesn't matter. What did God call you to do? And that's the only thing your measurement of success will be on when you stand before him in the end. Is how did you execute the steps and the plans that I laid out for you to see my vision come to pass? Not what somebody else did. We've got social media. We've got the internet. We've got all these other things to display before us what might look successful in man's eyes But what is going to be successful in God's eyes is did you stay to the steps, to the plan? He goes on to say, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Every detail, guys. He wants to be involved in. You know, the verse over in Proverbs, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, right? All of our ways need the Lord's acknowledgement. In all of our ways, we need to be thinking in light of what is the Father doing, what is the Father saying, how is the Father leading me? He wants to delight in every detail of our lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. That doesn't mean we'll always get it right. It doesn't promise absolute perfection. It doesn't promise avoiding the challenges and the resistance we talked about. It doesn't promise this easygoing life that if you just follow my... But the one thing you can is you can trust in his plan. You can trust in his purpose. You can trust that he's got you, right? We talked about having a restored vision or restoring vision last week. And if you are in a place where you are trying to get vision back, The first thing you want to put in place, as we said last week, seek his kingdom. Seek his plan. Seek his purpose. Seek his assignment. Be where he's called you to be, regardless of where everybody else goes. Be where he's called you to be. Be aligned. Be fitted. Be assigned. 
To fulfill the vision that God has called you to be, you're going to have to be assigned with and submitted to who he's called you to be. Assigned with and submitted to. And there are parts of the vision that are not going to work if we are out of alignment. Disjointedness is not going to produce. It may produce man's results. It may produce your desires, but it will not produce his desires. There's something about being faithful. There's something about staying. There's something about sticking. There's something about planting that allows one to to grow and to flourish and thrive in all that God has called them to do. Amen. So we've got to stick with the plan. Everyone say stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. plan. When we started 12 years ago, we we came here, my wife and I, we we celebrated essentially our, our 12 year anniversary last Sunday, October 16th, 2011. We, we moved from St. Augustine, Florida, by the voice of the Lord. It, uh, it wasn't anything we picked out. It wasn't anything we were looking for. I have found in, in, in my life, our life, our ministry, that the times where God was directing and leading were times where I was the least looking for it. Meaning, I was so engaged with the task at hand, with the assignment at hand, producing what he had called us to in that moment. We were children's pastors in St. Augustine, Florida, and loving it. We weren't hating it. We didn't use it as a stepping stone to eventually become senior pastors, the big dogs one day, the CEO, or whatever you want to call it. We were all in on the children's ministry at Anchor Faith Church in St. Augustine, Florida, serving and submitted under our pastors, Pastor Earl and Marcy Glisson, just serving the vision in any way, in any capacity possible. And an opportunity came up to come here to Valdosta, Georgia, and to see Anchor Faith Church, the vision, its design, its purpose, be spread from St. Augustine to Valdosta, Georgia. And now we're seeing this grow even beyond. We're already in global environments. In August, I was in Nicaragua. We thought we had one church there, found out we have five. That's always fun. Vision starts to take off on you. The Lord will open doors you can never get open on your own. Amen. In November, uh, unfortunately, I will not be attending this trip, but in November, uh, Pastor Earl Marcy and several of the team there will be traveling to India to connect with Pastor Ajay there and planting Anchor Faith Church in India as well, New Delhi. We are, we're hitting, we're, we're seeing the vision grow, but it's because we stayed with the plan to ignite the city, impact the nation, and influence the world. We stuck with the plan. We did not come here to initiate our own plan. This wasn't our time to take the vision hostage. This wasn't an opportunity for us to go rogue. What's on our heart? No, our heart was to be submitted under Pastor Earl Marcy's heart and see that vision increase and expand and grow as it was in their eyes. You See, the thing about visionaries is they see it before it's ever in operation. I've told the story before that uh, uh, Walt Disney apparently never saw Walt Disney World built. And as the board members were standing there with his wife on the ribbon cutting of Walt Disney World, or Disneyland, or whichever one came first. One of the board members leaned over to his wife and says, oh, Walt would have loved to have seen this. And she said, he already did. He saw it before any of us saw it. Because visionaries see it here before they see it there. Amen. And so we are here seeing a vision come to pass that we've, we've seen in an imagination, so to speak, in a spirit level. 
But what we have seen over the last 12 years, we've seen the vision executed. We've seen the vision come to pass, but we've had to be intentional to stay with the plan. One of the weeks, I don't remember which one, but I made a comment that you're going to find yourself saying no a lot more than you say yes. Because the vision demands restraint. The vision sets up guardrails in your life that we don't just tackle everything that comes along. Say yes to every opportunity that shows up, wasting valuable energy and effort on assignments that were not your assignments. And now you don't have the right energy to attack the right things that he has called you to. We've all got to make these decisions in our lives. And so over the 12 years, we've seen the vision come to pass. But I want to read to you a prophecy that was given to us early on. I think it was 2014. We were at a uh, Kingdom Rise conference. Actually, back then they were called Full Force Kingdom Conference, which is now the Kingdom Rise Conference, which we've done a couple of those here ourselves. A minister by the name of Billy Joe Watts had my wife and I come forward during this conference. This would have been April 2014. They're going to put it on the screen behind me. And this is what he said in this prophecy. So we pray for the campus that will come in. And there will be a building here. And there will be a building there. And there will be a building there and another over there. For great is the plan. Everyone say plan. For great is the plan for everything that I see. I won't even articulate in human language and it will be great and it will be a blessing and many will come nigh unto the ministry and you'll be able to look back and say, my, 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 look what the Lord has done and it's already begun within you. This was prophesied over us when we were in a space, the entire church was in a space smaller than the room you're sitting in today. Children's ministry, hallways, foyers, all of it would fit inside this room. Where's, where's all my originals? If that's you, raise your hand. Y'all remember the old 2314 U.S. Highway 84. Uh, what was it called? B and A and B, whatever. And you had to be very intentional to find us because we were not you did. on. The, we were behind another building. We were behind another building. So we just would tell everybody we're behind Coca-Cola. That's where we would tell them. So if you were with us, then you are amazing. Yep. You were diehards. You're like, I'm finding this place. I woke up early. I'm driving around. I'm going to figure out where this place is. I'll, I don't even want to know how many people didn't see us. They're like, oh, they must not be there and turn around and left. Prophecy comes, a word from the Lord comes, vision comes at the most least likely moments. Abraham at 75 years of age can't have children. You're going to be a father of many nations. This is God's way of working because visions come to pass by faith, not by work. Visions come to pass not because you produced it, but because he spoke it. And now I align myself with his word. And when you receive a prophetic word, many of you have received a word from the Lord. Maybe it was in a prophetic moment from a minister. Maybe it was uh, his spirit resonating with your spirit. Many of you are sitting on words from the Lord that you are still standing for today to see come to pass. Last year, we we closed on the the purchase of this property, but we're not done. We're not done. This property came with two buildings. We purchased the house across the street and there's more property that we believe we will eventually acquire for the work 
of the Lord. Why? Because it was prophesied, because it was spoken, because there was a word of the Lord that came. And I don't test the word of the Lord by, well, this is what it looks like. It's the opposite. What it looks like has to change to look like the word of the Lord. I can go into the promised land with the word, or I can go into the promised land to get a word. And two men went into the promised land with a word. Regardless of what I see, this is what the Lord said. Ten spies went in to get a word. We'll spy it out, see what it looks like, and see if it's reasonable. And a lot of times the vision that God gives you is not reasonable. It's not. It goes on to say, and do we have someone grabbing our leaders? Hopefully. He goes on to say, he says, he went on to say this, sending church. The senders, sender. The senders, senders. The senders, senders. The senders will be senders. The sent will be senders. That's expansion. That's expansion. That's getting beyond our four walls. That's getting beyond uh, just functioning in this operation here in Valdosta, Georgia. This is continuing to see expansion in growth. That's what I heard the Holy Ghost say. Near and far, it'll be a blessing. Be not weary in well-doing. Due season, you are in your season. Not weary in well-doing in your season. Not weary in well-doing in the season things are coming. And he ended with this. And I just felt led, particularly after you ministered last night. I, I guess I had ministered the night before. They're big things. Big things. Yeah, yeah. Big things. Can you say amen? This is a word that we stand on. I have these prophecies printed out. We've got several prophecies. We were with our uh, brother and sister-in-law over here in um, Lottie, Florida, on a random service that we weren't even intending to be. It was a July 4th. Y'all remember that weekend? We, we showed up, sat on the front row, just on the way to St. Augustine for July 4th service. Um, and they said, hey, we're having a special service tonight. So we went down there, sat in the service, and their pastor prophesied over us. Unfortunately, we didn't get the exact prophecy, but it was in the year of, uh, it was July 3rd, 2017. Pastor Rick Norman spoke to us about the year 2020. And the gist of, of what I've got down, God put the vision in us from the beginning, not man. Man didn't put the vision there, so it can't be done in man's understanding or ability. There is an explosion coming, something big. The timing is not right. Be bold. Don't be timid. Don't back down. And I hope that that's what you've seen from us, is a bold posture, a bold position. No compromise. No backing down. There's plenty of opportunities to digress, plenty of opportunities to drift away, plenty of opportunities to not keep the, the effort there and to feel like uh, you, you don't want to keep your foot on the gas so consistently. But I've got a word from the Lord that says not to back down. I've got a word from the Lord that says this is the plan of how it's going to come to pass. He says uh, in the prophecy, don't listen to naysayers. God is working on it, moving things in place. It will happen in pieces, not all at once. Things will begin to happen soon. He said, you need to know 
that you know that is from God. God is sending people that will be key players and they will be a blessing to us. This was a prophecy that we received in 2017. How many of you have attended this church since 2020 and on? Raise your hand. 2020 and on. Since 2020. Keep your hand up. That you have, you came since 2020. Chris, you've been here a lot longer than 2020. <clears throat> if you came in 2020 or after that, and you've been here since, let, let me see the hands one more time. You're a part of this prophecy. Yes, amen. Part of this prophecy. Because God's not slowing down. And when this prophecy came, this is where I got emotional. Um, this was a time where we were beginning to feel the resistance, the pushback of this community. A lot of you are from Valdosta. You know the, the culture here, the community here. We love this community. But, you know, statistically, churches do not go beyond 36 months. That's the last new churches. New churches. So here we were, a new church in a community that resisted outsiders. So, you know, if you were from within Valdosta, then, you know, you were received and you were welcomed. But this time in 2017 was a, a season that we were feeling the pushback and the resistance. And I mean, it was to the point that I'm looking at my sister, like, what have you told your pastor? Because the word yeah. he was giving was just like, don't quit. Don't stop. Keep pushing. Keep going. Don't back down. So this was the prophecy that kept us here to get to 2020. And that's going to continue to stir us up. And what the Lord has spoken to us for Valdosta, for this region, for for all of our surrounding county, counties that we're ministering to, this is the prophecy that keeps us where we are and pursuing God's plan to say, we're not backing down. We will fulfill everything he has called us and assigned us to do in this region. And so the word of God comes to bring that restraint, to cast that vision, to help you acquire and accomplish and fulfill all that he's called you to do. But it also becomes a marker that you can look back on and say, he was faithful to speak it. We're seeing it come to pass. And then along the way, if we do begin to drift, if we do begin, we can always use the word and say, okay, I've got to get back in alignment. It is the only thing that I'm pursuing. Where may, where have I maybe gotten off? Where have we drifted from the vision? Where have we set aside the vision? Maybe started pursuing our own ideas of something. So you have to have these words. You have to have the vision laid out. But then God will begin to give you clear steps, a plan to help you fulfill that vision. There's four ways that we want to execute this vision at Anchor Faith Church, and they're going to put these up on the screen behind me. <clears throat> four ways that we have up until this point and will continue to involve these four ways. At the end of the day, our vision, it's on our wall out in the foyer. If you ever want to know what is the vision of Anchor Faith Church, what is your purpose, what are you called to do? We exist to see people anchored to Christ to live life by faith. We exist to see people anchored to Christ to live life by faith. And these four steps behind me are the ways that we at Anchor Faith Church will execute the vision to see people anchored to Christ to live life by faith. Number one, he's called us to establish strong leadership. Strong leadership. Number two, it's fellowship. It's the fellowship of the brethren. It's the fellowship of the body. It's the connecting. It's the coming together. It's the community. It's the relational aspect of the church being fostered and being built. 
Thirdly is discipleship. It's discipling believers into fully devoted followers of Christ that fully step into their calling and their assignment and grow and develop and mature and become all that God has called them to be so that they can do all that God has called them to do. And lastly is the word exampleship. I know it's a made up word. That's okay. It sounds good fitting with the other ones. And at the end of the day, I didn't make it up. Pastor Earl Marcy made it up by the Spirit. You can blame them for the lack of grammar use. And we're submitted. Exampleship, what does that mean? It's what our church does beyond here. It's our outreach. It's our missions. It's our connections. In these four ways, we're going to see people anchored to Christ to live life by faith. I want to begin with leadership, and I would like for all of our leaders, all of our ministry head leaders to now come to the stage. Just stand right across the front facing the audience, please. All ministry head. And if you're asking, am I a ministry head, then you're not ministry head. That's your first indicator. All of our ministry head leaders in every capacity, every one of them, come on, line across the front. Ken and Stacy, come on. Kylie, come on. Aaron, come on. Aaron's already down here. Ann, is Ann here? Ann Perron? She's not here. It's always a, it's also a good way to take role is just call your leaders out in the middle of service and see if they're here or not. It's always great. Where's uh, Tommy and Audrey? Audrey's not here. Okay, check her absent. There's Tommy. Tommy's coming on up. All right. Look at these amazing folks up here that God has brought alongside my wife and I. We cannot execute a vision without strong leadership at Anchor Faith Church. It's impossible. But these folks here help us carry out the vision is Chris here? Chris is coming as well. Yep. They work, guys. They're all over the place working and orchestrating and doing things of ministry. And I gave them no heads up, right? You are all up here by surprise. Yep. But we just want to take a moment to introduce you to the leadership of Anchor Faith Church. And we also want to honor and recognize them. I want to begin with our pastoral uh, team, our executives, uh, Chris and Terry Musgrove, Pastor Chris and Terry. Where's Pastor Chris? Right here. Pastor Terry is working. Okay. Pastor Chris and Terry are associates with us, along with Pastors Caleb and Crystal Clay. They're right here. When I say your name, you can just kind of wave so they can kind of pick you out. Not everybody knows who you are. They are our family pastors as well, so they help oversee our children's ministries here, our family ministries at Anchor Faith Church. Beyond that, Tommy and Audrey, Tommy down here on the end, Audrey's not here. Uh, they uh, serve with us as well. Tommy is our music director, and Audrey is our hospitality director. Uh, Audrey oversees all of our hospitality teams at Anchor Faith Church. Gavin and Kimberly Hall right here front and center. Gavin is our head usher, Kimberly is our welcome team director. Stephen and Diana Jimmy, right here next to them. 
Stephen is our parking team director, and Diana is our connections director at Anchor Faith Church. Uh, Myrna Irizari, right here, front and center. She is our Nautilus KV. That is our elementary age children's ministry from kindergarten through fifth grade. Does a tremendous job serving in that capacity. Uh, and I do want to mention uh, Pastor Crystal oversees our Nautilus Junior uh, preschool ministry. Pastor Caleb oversees the current, which is our youth ministry. Amen. How many of you have youth in this church? How many of y'all are thankful for the current youth ministry? We have just seen some tremendous growth. Man, it's just been so awesome. The youth nights that we're now doing on a monthly basis, I think we're going to have to go to a weekly basis before too long. Um, that little room back there is just not big enough to do all that we need to do and orchestrate, even on a midweek. And so God's just given us great vision uh, for that area. Amen. Myrna Torres, Mama Myrna, as we call her. She's our altar care team director. Aaron Beal right here is our production team director. Robert Carden, the man with the voice of velvet. Hallelujah. What an anointed worship leader. Amen. We are so thankful for him and this entire worship team. And then, um, so the, those are the areas that help uh, church go. Did I miss one? She's up here to help keep me in line. There's a lot, of, a lot of moving parts. The next element of Anchor Faith Church uh, is what we're doing beyond. It's our community. It's our fellowship and we're going to cast some vision today as well but we have uh, several leaders that have already been serving in capacities uh, over areas of ministry that are helping us operate and function beyond the four walls uh, Nick and Terry Shipsky right down here on the end they oversee our Caleb's Club which is all of our 60 plus seniors ministry. And some of you may be finding out some of this for the first time, and that's okay. We're, all, we're going to be casting vision. You're going to be hearing more about these things, even more so in the future. Uh, Ken and Stacy Register down here on the end, some of our newest leaders, they're going to be overseeing a brand new uh, group with our 40s and our 50s. 40s and 50s. Amen. So you'll be hearing more about that. Ann Perron, who's not here, uh, and oversees Mom Squad, which is our ministry to all of our stay-at-home moms. If you are a stay-at-home mom with young, uh, infant, toddler, uh, preschool children, they get together on a monthly basis and have different functions and opportunities to connect. Uh, she also oversees one of our ministries called Rise, which is a homeschool ministry, Rise Homeschool Ministry. And we've taken off this year and, and seen some really awesome advancement with that, some homeschool stuff that we're even doing here every Tuesday. So that's been a lot of fun. My wife and I currently oversee um, our young adults right now, uh, but we are also have in the works and in the vision to minister to all of our graduated, our 18-year-olds, and our 30s. So 18 through 30, as well as 30 through 40, creating another uh, AFC group, another connect group there uh, to provide community. We had this big gap from young adults all the way up to Caleb's Club, and we're trying to close that gap. If you are between the age of 18 and 59, raise your hand. And it's a large gap, and that's 18, huh? 
Wow, y'all claiming some stuff. 18 through 59. You just saw that all most of the hands went up in the room, and that's a gap that we haven't even been hitting yet as far as community and fellowship in providing those sort of things. Chris and Alyssa Fletcher, down here on the end, oversee our creative team. So all of our social media and online activity, uh, the majority of that is credit to Alyssa, does a tremendous job. Uh, running our online presentation. And then Chris has been helping us with photography and videography and podcast and just all the ways that we reflect and represent our church online on digital platforms. Kylie Wrights uh, has just recently joined leadership as well, serves in multiple capacities. And then I cannot forget Lydia Daniels. She is our administrator. Oh yeah, she gets a round of applause. Because y'all wouldn't know what does not happen if it weren't for her around here. She is a tremendous blessing to my wife and I personally, to this ministry, uh, helps keep things in check, keep things flowing. This, this, is a, 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 this is a big gear to turn to make a service like this happen. I don't know what the latest statistics are on our numbers of how many it takes to run a service. It's got to be at least... A lot. It's got to be at least in the 30s or 40s. Oh, no, it's more than that. More than that to make a service happen. Can y'all give it up for our amazing leaders? Hallelujah. Y'all may be seated. We're back to your assignments. Back to the grind. We honor them. We thank them. We are just so blessed with such an amazing group of leaders, men and women that give voluntarily. The majority of the individuals that just came down here are not paid full time. They're doing what they're doing, providing their service on their own, on their own time and the efforts and the team meetings and what they're establishing. Many of you uh, serve on their teams and know what a blessing they've been to y'all in keeping you engaged. Uh, I love times, it's kind of a weird way to say it, I love to see our church's response in times of crisis. I don't love times of crisis, but I love our church's response in crisis. And these are moments, you know, crisis always reduces you to who you really are. You find out who someone really is in crisis. And our leaders in, in, during the hurricane and other opportunities have just done such. A, I, I remember during COVID, we were able to task them, split up the entire church A through Z. Many of y'all didn't even know that. And we gave them a certain amount of people that you were responsible in keeping in touch with because we weren't seeing you in the building for over a month. You weren't coming here. But we had to find a way to stay engaged. How are you doing? How, how How's the family? What can we help with? What's going on? You, you, you miss those things when, when you're not here or when services aren't happening. And so our leaders have just been such a tremendous blessing to us in that capacity. Is there anything you want to say about our I would leaders? just say they're amazing. They they serve in multiple areas and you know Aaron Beal is one of our newest additions to our leadership team and you know we just have people on our team that we've just seen such great leadership and just they're serving and their heart to serve. I mean the other day Aaron told me Pastor Ashley whatever you need me to do I'm going to do it and that to me is leadership right there. So you know that is instilled in every single one of these leaders that help us accomplish and fulfill the vision that God's 
assigned to us. So we're so thankful for them. Um, and we believe we'll be adding to this leadership team because there's still so sure. much more to accomplish for this vision. So, you know, we're going to need a bigger stage. That's right. Bring our leaders up. So thank you to all of our leaders for leading so excellently with such a great heart. And to take a turn from Pastor Earl, he called us this from day one when I got there. He said, if you're in leadership, you are a vision keeper. Yeah. You are keepers of the vision. And in your own personal lives, when you get vision, you have a responsibility to keep that vision. That means you're the gatekeeper. Nothing in, nothing out. If it's drifting, if it's going off, we, we're the first ones to address it. If, if, if it's not uh, moving toward the goal, the assignment, the purpose, then we've got to correct those things. And so... These individuals here, they are the vision keepers of every area of ministry, of, uh, of every connect group, every community opportunity, every ministry that's provided, every event that takes place, every service that is held, all points back to we exist to see people anchored to Christ, to live life by faith. And each one of them has handled a level of the vision, kept the vision, run with the vision, made it plain so that others can run with it. And that's our heart's desire. The second element that we wanted to look at, we started with leadership, is fellowship. It's fellowship. And what this is, is this is our community and our connection, our relational opportunities. And we just showed you um, uh, through the leaders that were down here several ways that we are doing that. But this is an area that we want to uh, strongly gain momentum in and add opportunities of community and opportunities of connection. So we listed off starting with our youngest. We had Mom Squad. We have our Rise Homeschool Ministry. We have our young adults. Uh, we have Caleb's Club. And now we are instituting uh, groups for our 18 and 30s, 18 through 30s, 39. I guess we should say 18 through 39. And then our 40s and our 50s. So you're going to be seeing more of those opportunities. And the heart behind fellowship, let me just explain this real quick. You are a spirit, soul, and body. There are three, three parts to you. And at Anchor Faith Church, at a service on a Sunday or a Wednesday, primarily the part of you that's being ministered to is your spirit. A little bit of soul and not a lot of body. What I mean by body is the physical, tangible needs, the connection, the relational aspect. When we were younger and smaller, uh, you know, we never call ourselves a small church. We just call ourselves a new church, right? God doesn't do anything small. But when we were smaller in attendance and smaller in size, there were more of those opportunities that could take place. But we've grown to a, part, a point now that that's not able to happen with all the moving parts coming in and out, dropping off kids. Many of you are serving in capacities. The relational connection, physical aspect of meeting those needs is not going to happen on a Sunday or a Wednesday. It's got to be done in another environment. And so we're creating opportunities of fellowship, opportunities of relational community and relational connection that we can meet the body and some of the soul needs. But it's not designed, hear me, to be a replacement for the Sunday and Wednesday service where we are ministering to your spirit. Does that make sense? We're not telling you, you you can't read the Bible and pray together, of course, but we've got to make a thrust. We've got to have an emphasis 
on just the connecting relational aspects needed of our DNA and our makeup. And so when you see these fellowships addressed and promoted and you, you, you find a way to connect. And let me just go ahead and say this. We were talking about this just this morning. We can't create an avenue for every single demographic and every single, and many of them are going to have ebbs and flows. Many of them are going to have a lot in a group at one time and then might dwindle at another season. That's okay. But at the end of the day, they are there to provide the need of meeting the physical connection, the relational aspect, the social aspect, even some soul opportunities where your soul can be ministered to. But the primary way you're going to be fed in your spirit at Anchor Faith Church is on Sundays and Wednesdays here in services with us. That would be the primary way. And what a rich teaching gift we have in this church, in this house. So our spirit is not with lack in the teaching and the ministering with all the ministry gifts that we have here. So our heart behind the fellowship side of this ministry is just that connection. We need to find times that we are just having fun together where we're just laughing. I just recently went on a trip um, with some of the ladies in our church and we just found ourselves staying up laughing together and having the best. I mean, we're just sitting here. And coming up with ideas to have all the church, where I mean, all the men wear the same shirt that. to church. We don't need to talk about that. That's where that was birth. At one o'clock in the morning. And was that not a bunch so of ladies fun? sitting that around was the so living room. Fun. Okay. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yes. I've been looking around to see if anybody's wearing my shirt today. Really, I'm like, on, I'm a little paranoid now. I bring through two or three shirts with me now. I can change out if somebody's wearing what I'm wearing. You and were you know given you are specific too. instructions. You were to wear that shirt for family pictures. You were given <laughs> yes. specific instructions. Yes, I was. So these these times of fellowship <laughs> and these times of connection, please, please, when you see them being advertised, register for those events. Attend these events. These are times where you're going to find your people. You're going to find the people that you're going to do life with that are walking. You know, we, we split it up according to your age group, because oftentimes you're finding yourself walking out the same season of life. And that's where you're going to find time to encourage one another to go through these seasons of life together. You know, I've got a teenager and a a toddler or a preteen and a toddler in my home right now. You know, I need some wisdom from those of you who have a preteen or have raised teenagers. And then yes. I also need that fellowship with those mamas who've got the toddler in the home. So these are times where we're just going to get together. We're going to laugh together. We're going to have fun together. Uh, we're going to be kicking these off in January in the first quarter of 2024. So um, we're going to begin to advertise these events. I'll let you guys in on our first event for our uh, 18 to 39 year olds. We are going to have a 70s themed bingo night and that might seem silly and that might seem crazy but hey you come dressed in your best bell bottom jeans or you know whatever you want to wear come that night we're going to play bingo we're going to have prizes and it's just going to be a fun time together okay so this is just something that has always been on our heart i was talking with pastor mark uh just yesterday telling him I feel like we're Sarah and Abraham. You know, God has put these things in our heart. He's spoken these things over this region, these things that we would see fulfilled and accomplished. And it's like when we got here, we wanted to hit the ground running. We wanted to just start implementing all these things, all these things. And the Lord said, hold up. 
I need you to slow down. We yeah. need to take our time. Right. We need to gain the trust of your community. We need to get established there, and we'll begin to implement these things later. So we began to really just lean in and be sensitive. Holy Spirit, when do we implement these different ministries? When do we begin to operate in these different ways? And so, you know, Pastor Mark spoke in January over this house that this would be a year of abundant clarity. And I feel like we've gotten so much clarity sure. on some of these things that the Lord has spoken to us years and years and years ago. So we're beginning to see these things. We're pregnant with some things. And, you know, That's this right. this series is not just for this house this is for your home this is for what is the lord speaking for your house so i believe the lord is using this series to encourage you he has spoken some things to you individually he's spoken some things to you as a family and you are pregnant with some things but it's time to give birth Amen. to some things that That's god right. has spoken and he has put within you yes so this is what we're doing today is we're going to share those things that we're going to begin to give birth to so Amen. fellowship is one of those areas and you know we were very strong with our young adults we were very strong with our caleb's club but it's time to to bridge that gap and bring us all together and bring connection from babies all the way up. Yeah, that's right. Um, and these two areas, fellowship and the one that I'm getting ready to hit on next, discipleship, just with full transparency, are not areas that we have done very well, at least not to the standard I know that we can and know that we should and want to. And so look for next year to be a year where we make great steps and strides toward providing discipleship opportunities and fellowship opportunities at Anchor Faith Church. Amen. And, and let me say this last point on fellowship. Connect where you connect. This is not supposed to be rigid. We're not checking your driver's license or birth certificates. Uh, we Connect where you connect. Find your people and show up and connect there. It's going to be all kinds of different ways that you know, if we try to provide something for everybody, there would still be people that are like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather go to the connect where you connect at the end of the day. You got something else? I was just going to say, you fall within the 40-year-old range, and I'm still in the 30s. Yep. So Thanks for highlighting you're that. separated in that capacity. Appreciate but, that. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. Discipleship. Discipleship. This is where you train. This is the equipping of the body for the work of ministry. And you all know well enough, you hear it enough from us that this is not going to be something that operates where we put all the weight and the responsibility on pastors or pastoral staff or gifts or fivefold ministries. We are all being trained up and raised up as believers and then being sent into our everyday world. So the discipling of the body is not optional. It's a requirement. And we just spent, I don't know, six or seven weeks for the last Wednesdays talking about discipleship. Not our idea of discipleship. There's no different levels of buy-in, different levels of investment with discipleship. There is what he called disciples to do, to go ye into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize people in the name of Jesus, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, cast out demons, speak with new tongues, be a representative and a reflection of everything Jesus did in his ministry, not picking and choosing. And so that's our desire in our heart is to raise up fully devoted followers of Christ, but also that you fully fulfill all that God has called you to do. That's what discipleship is all about. It is the expansion program of the kingdom and of the church. 
And so there are uh, several ways that we're going to be continuing with our discipleship. I really put our midweeks, but our, our midweeks have grown so much now that they're more of a, a, a regular service opportunity now. You, you might notice we don't have ushers and greeters on Wednesday night. We haven't taken up offering on Wednesday night. We've always treated it more of like a midweek Bible study, but that may be changing. I'll be honest with you, because we're going to have more opportunities where you're going to learn the word, but equipping, if you, if you are if you know but don't do, if you know but don't do, the best you'll ever be is a Pharisee. Equipped disciples do. Yeah. Acts chapter 1 verse 1 says all that Jesus began to both teach and do. If the doing is not coming alongside the teaching, and the best will ever be is Pharisees. So the equipping and the discipling opportunities that we're going to bring are going to be opportunities where you can grow and you can train and you can learn and you can develop, but there's going to be times for application. There's going to be times to do. There's going to be times to go out. There's going to be times to apply. This is, this is a, a more of an education type environment, but there's got to be the application of the information. Amen? Okay. Uh, two things that we're going to be introducing, this is just the beginning, but two things that we've got to do. Disciples pray. Disciples have to pray. And we're going to make a greater emphasis on our prayer, our corporate prayer. Every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m., we have prayer here at the church, morning prayer. It happens in our youth room straight ahead here uh, through the foyer. 8.30 uh, every Sunday morning, we have corporate Sunday morning prayer. I'm adding one. Beginning this week, every Wednesday at 6 a.m., we're going to have midweek corporate prayer right here in the sanctuary. Midweek corporate prayer. And we want you to come and be a part of that. We try to do it early enough that you can come and be a part for however long you're able to be a part and then go to work from there or do it. Do whatever is necessary for you from there. But we want to have a 6 a.m. morning prayer every Wednesday. And that's starting this week. We're instituting that. There's no reason to wait. Do it. Pull the trigger. See who comes. Amen. And then every Sunday morning we have a corporate prayer. And each one is going to have a different vibe and a different feel. They're not going to be uh, the same. And have different emphasis. Uh, the Sunday mornings, we're going to start incorporating just a little bit of some teaching along the lines of prayer. Give us a directive for prayer and then putting that into practice. Whereas Wednesday mornings is just come, corporately pray, and then we end it out and send you on your way. Another thing that we're going to be uh, instituting and bringing back, uh, we haven't done this in a long time, is our Anchor Faith Life classes. Maybe many of you are familiar with Sunday school. Anybody remember Sunday school? Maybe as a kid or as an adult. Uh, that's essentially what this is going to look like. We're going to kick these off in January. We've got instructors that are going to take you through different teachings, different topics for six weeks. You'll get a book. When you start one, finish it. Don't just come in pockets and show up in week two and week five and week six and come and be a part of that six weeks. Dive in. Learn these different topics. We'll try to have at least 
uh, one, but we would love to have two going at a time. We will cap the classroom sizes. So if it gets full, then you just wait out until that one comes back around. We just keep them cycled through. And then we've got one class called Building the Believer. Building the Believer. That is just basic Christian foundations and elementary principles. That one's going to cycle all the time. So we'll have that one always going that you can jump in on that class at any time. You just want to strengthen your foundation. Maybe you're new to the faith. Maybe you're new to Anchor Faith Church. What are our foundational principles? What are our tenets of faith? And someone that can teach along those lines. And then we'll have these other classes. We've got life classes on healing, life classes on confession, uh, growing up spiritually, the armor of God. We've got so many topics. We've got a We've got a whole calendar full of curriculum that we could institute now without even writing more, and we'll continue to write more. The last uh, area is exampleship. Our outreach, our missions, our community efforts in our own city and our community efforts, uh, our global efforts throughout the world. This year, uh, we set upon our vision and, uh, and upon our uh you know, focus for 2023 to make great strides in this area. And I believe that we have. There's still much more that we can do, but we have taken some great strides. Why don't you tell them about the Champion Life event a little bit and just... Yeah, so many of you were with us for that outreach with Champion Life. We partnered with them. Um, It's for an event called Celebrate, whatever community they go into. Um, So ours was Celebrate Valdosta. So they come with a semi-truck, a stage, um, a team. How many of you were with us for Celebrate Valdosta Day? We had an amazing turnout. So thank you, everybody that came to help us serve our community. Uh, But what that outreach entailed was having um, their team partnering with our team. So we went out to our community. We blitzed our community, let them know that we're going to be hosting a free event here on the property. Um, We had bounce houses. We had cone ice here. We had face painting, all kinds of stuff for the kids, just trying to draw our community in. So um, we had, it was about about 500 people um, coming in and out during that time. Um, and then Pastor Roddy had an opportunity to minister to them. We had many salvations. We had many filled with the spirit. We had uh, individuals healed. Yep. Uh, it was just a, an amazing outreach. But the part that just blessed me was just seeing our people loving on our community. I mean, yeah. the people that we had conversation with, they just, they were, they felt loved. They felt the love of God through each and every one of you that came and helped us with that event. So that was such a successful event. I believe we'll bring Pastor Roddy and his team back in and do that event again. Um, The heart is to do it at another location. So that way it's not limited to a church property, but we're out in our community. Um, So we, we did have some limitations when it came to that. So we decided for the first one, we'll just do it here on the grounds here. But our heart is to bring them back in, do it again, and um, you know, I I want to do it in the mall at the mall on the parking yeah, lot there. there we go. Let's just go to a central location, a big location, and we're just calling in thousands yeah. of people to come to Amen. that outreach. So. Absolutely, we did a back to school outreach uh, the end of July with Rain Tree Village, but then with the hurricane coming through, we had some great opportunities to serve our community. Uh, we partnered with a ministry called Operation Blessing out of Virginia. Um, you might be familiar with them, the 700 Club. They're, they're an arm of them, uh, CBN Network. And uh, they came down here. We serviced, I think, almost 300 families with 
cleaning supplies, some food, some water. And they were just lined up, I mean, all the way out to the road. And then we had another opportunity with the ministry called Spokes of Hope. They were physically staying in our building for two weeks, slept overnight in our classroom spaces. And, and we housed them here while they were going out uh, doing hurricane cleanup. But then we also had a distribution opportunity with them as well. And I think we served over 300 families, maybe 350 uh, was the final number there. Uh, pallets of food, pallets of supplies, pallets of things that we're just giving away, lining up the property, just being a blessing um, in that way. And just go ahead and throw this out. I just got word from the Operation Blessing guys. They have, um, they are sending us 300 turkeys, Thanksgiving turkeys with sides. We're going to distribute them the week of Thanksgiving. They're sending them to us and we're going to distribute those. And then they also have something for us to distribute for Christmas. We're just finalizing how many that we can serve with that. And this is all just continuing to go to our community as we, you know, a, a lot of things on the surface may look great, but you don't know how many people are still struggling or still, you know, uh, in, in, in places of, um, you know, despair from the storm and the things that we just want to be a blessing in that way. So we still have a Thanksgiving and Christmas opportunity this year to really be a blessing. Um, we gave over $10,000 to options now this year, which is just unbelievable. You raised that. You gave that. Amen. Continue to be a blessing to that ministry. Multiple FCA events uh, in local schools. This past week, we got to help uh, over at Pine Grove Middle with the bus driver appreciation fed 27 bus drivers breakfast and just let them know we love them and care for them little things like this are going on all the time if you see it or not know that we are being an extension and we are reaching into our community and of course globally um i attended the nicaragua trip uh overseeing and uh working with the pastors and the community down there in managua nicaragua um and we're still continuing to grow uh, and, and we're going to be printing material for you uh, and, and finding a way to display who we partner with. You need to know who we partner with to ignite the city, impact the nation, and influence the world. We have people right here in our community that we uh, are supporters of and partnered with. We have people in our nation, uh, uh, evangelists, ministers, other ministries, uh, and then we also have uh, missionaries that we support overseas, and you need to know about that. I got a phone call from uh, Vidar. You might remember Vidar from Kenya. He's been here a couple times. I traveled to Kenya. Uh, he's been begging me to come back out there, and I can't wait to get back out there. But we've got to get him lined up to come back in here and share with what God is doing over there. Uh, they're just planning Bible schools, sending out ministers. It's just awesome to see what God is doing there. So know that those things are happening with our exampleship. I want to close out this way. Uh, we've got some big things on the horizon uh, that the Lord has, again, as my wife said, these things have always been on our heart. It's been a matter of the right timing and the right season logistically to make them happen and just following the Spirit of God. And there are several things that we want to uh, bring to pass this next year that we want to share with you today. Uh, you may know, uh, as we've been communicating, and I just mentioned a little earlier, we purchased the house across the street. Many of you have asked, what are we doing? We didn't know. We just knew the Lord said purchase it. There's multiple things that have been on our heart. Um, ultimately, it was a part of acquiring property that was attached to ours 
it was up for sale. It just made sense to acquire it. But what are we going to do with it in the meantime? Well, we're here to let you know that next year we will be launching a Dexios Coffee Company coffee shop right across the street in that house. You can clap for that if you're a coffee All the person. coffee drinkers are excited All the coffee drinkers. All the caffeinated people, say amen. But this will not just be a for coffee church. shop. No. This will not just be for our church family. Right. This will be for our community. So right. our heart is that this is going to be a place. You know, the Lord spoke the word oasis, a place where people can just come and be in his presence. So the people that are staffed are going to be people that are vision partners because they're going to have the same heart behind it, just right. as our heart is to see this place and establishment be used. So this is going to be a place where people can gather and just, they can disciple one another. They can go through the word together. I see, um, I, I already have vision. I'm the visionary here of, you oh, know, yeah. what it's going to look like and oh, what yeah. all, you know, we will I've have already got there. the Pinterest boards, but I want outdoor spaces. I, I want us to be able to facilitate worship. Nice. I see college age students. They are just with an acoustic guitar and you know, that whatever that drum thing is that they play and just, you know, worshiping and just, you know, the presence is, uh, the presence of God will not just be known here at 416 Dell Drive. It will be known at Dexio's Coffee Shop, and that's going to be an establishment that is open to our community. I want the hours to be, uh, you know, open late at night because I want a safe place for college students to be able to know that they can come to this place, gather yeah. together, study for their tests. But little do they know they're not going to just be there studying for our tests. Their spirit man is going to be stirred up. Right. Vision is going to be poured into them. They're going to be ministered to by the hands and feet of those that are employed th through Dexios to serve them that coffee, to be there and ready to pray with them, pray over them. You know, these are just going to be moments and opportunities where we just get to love on our community. So I'm, I'm so excited for this. I've already got my vision board and sure I, I, I've already seen it. I Dexios see it. means the right hand, the right hand. This is a coffee shop that's already in operation in St. Augustine, Florida. It's a vision of Anchor Faith Church and we're are expanding that and extending that up here just as we've expanded and extended the church up here. Another area that has been on our heart from day one, it's been on my heart really probably since I was in high school myself, is Christian education. Christian education. It's on our heart as a church that we're not just going to provide a church, but we're going to provide opportunities for students to grow and learn in an environment that's surrounded, that's ministering to them spirit, soul, and body. And we're going to take that first step next year. Our goal in fall of 2024 is to open our Treasure Harbor Preschool right here in our own facility. Amen. And that's something that, you know, like Pastor Mark said, has been on our heart. And that's actually something we have been in conversation about for, you know, probably the last six months specifically of just sitting down with, um, we are going to, Myrna Irizarry does a phenomenal job with our KV, but she brings so much wisdom and experience in the preschool side. So she's going to become our Treasure Harper Preschool director. So she will be overseeing our preschool, um, and she has already began the process of licensing, and um, we did a full walkthrough with the state. We had um, somebody from the state come in and kind of give us some insight of, you know, things that we'll need to tweak to get it to state standard to open as a preschool. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to be done, but 
we are without limits with God and with his vision. So we know that when he said go, when he said do, he's going to bring the provision to make that happen. So Myrna has been doing a phenomenal job with that. So she will be leading that team. We'll also be hiring from uh, within, so vision partners. So, you know, we're looking for individuals to bring on staff in that capacity that will be not only ministering to those children's lives, but this is an opportunity to minister to families. So you're going to be dealing with the parents, with the grandparents. We'll host events here that will have those opportunities to minister to these families. So this is going to be a huge step for us, and then we believe from there it will just grow. Uh, we were there when Treasure Harbor Preschool launched in St. Augustine, Florida. Pastor Earl today says that Treasure Harbor Preschool is their greatest outreach to their community, period. The, the families they're bringing in that aren't attending church, maybe not even attending any church, but are just looking for, everyone's looking for good preschool care. Uh, this is not a daycare, this is preschool. And that's our heart, that's our intent with it. But on, it's an opportunity to minister to those families and provide even a spiritual emphasis and spiritual environment for them. So we are so excited about taking that step um, next year. I've, I've already got lined up for the architect to come out and start walking through that and talking through that. It's much different than opening a church. It's so much different, the requirements and the legalities and the things you've got to have in place. So you'll, you'll see some things changing up. Um, obviously, we've got a facility next to us. We've got space to build more. We're just going to start with what we have and watch God grow us and increase us as the demand uh, grows as well. The third thing I want to let you know uh, that we're going to be launching next uh, next year. Uh, our goal right now is fall of 2024 is our Kingdom Institute Bible Training School. Kingdom Institute is a three-year Bible school program. We've already graduated two classes from St. Augustine, but it's been about four or five years since we've operated Kingdom Institute here. We're going to be relaunching that. If you've got a heart for ministry, it's a leadership pipeline. If you feel called to ministry yourself, or if you just want to take a step of just growing and learning in the things of God on a deeper level, this is for you. It'll operate as a three-year Bible school. You'll graduate. You'll walk a stage. You'll get a diploma. You'll be recognized as having um, uh, gone through that training, committed yourself to that training. Uh, we cover, uh, I think it's 16 topics a year you learn. So in three years, you're 16 times three, a lot of topics um, that you're covering. Um, my math isn't working that fast. And we meet every <clears throat> Sunday night. It's every Sunday night. So, And we're here for several hours. Pastor Mark, myself, some of our other leaders and pastoral staff teach those classes. So it's an amazing opportunity, again, just to grow deeper in the Word, to just be equipped to operate in ministry and leadership. Um, it's an amazing opportunity. I personally have graduated sure. from that yep very Bible school. So I'm thankful for that opportunity to have graduated from that. The last thought and we want to leave you with uh, worship team. You can begin to make your way up here. Uh, we are bringing back in April, 2024. We've typically done it in October. We're moving it to, uh, to April next year. We're bringing back kingdom rise conference. So it's going to be a power packed week with pastor Roddy, pastor Daryl, pastor Earl, pastor Marcy, myself, um, so you want to mark your calendars for that. You want to get, get ready for that April 21 through 24. Amen. Vision is an amazing thing. And it takes so much to accomplish. And the vision is for a future time. It's for an appointed time. Though it may seem like it's delayed, you have to stay with the vision. My wife and I can't say 
thank you enough to all of you that have made the vision work, come to pass, stuck with the plan that's been on our hearts. Maybe even when you've questioned or wondered or challenged, at the end of the day, you've come alongside and you said, Pastor Mark and Ashley, this is what you believe God has called you to do in Valdosta, Georgia. We're with you. We are impacting lives. We're impacting families. The, the, the decisions that are being made, the influence that's being made, what we are working toward is truly changing lives. We, we could be up here the rest of the day, hand off the microphone one after one, and this church has blessed you in some way. It's not because of us. We just said yes. But so many others have said yes to the vision. So many others have said, we'll come alongside. So many others have said, we'll partner with that. What's the plan? Write it down. Make it plain. We'll run with it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.